Among the many factors that have pushed inflation higher in recent months are prices for cars. As indicated by writer Gina Smialik, dealerships have been dealing with shortages of inventory. The product of a global computer chip shortage, various disruptions to production, and numerous other supply chain challenges. According to consumer price index data through March, new car prices were up about 12% over the course of 12 months, while used car prices were up more than 35%. Recent data reveal, however, some early signs of slowing price growth. Many economists predict decreasing prices over the next year, with one prominent analyst indicating an expectation that used car prices will decline 15% by the end of the year and new car prices falling closer to 3%. But other economists expect new car prices to keep rising this year. After all, supply issues continue to persist and in certain instances have worsened recently. There have been shutdowns intended to contain coronavirus in China, computer chip factory disruptions tied to a recent earthquake in Japan, the after effects of a trucker strike in Canada that slowed the movement of auto parts, and the Russian assault on Ukrainian democracy. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. War rages in Ukraine. Undoubtedly, you've seen the pictures of death and destruction. Perhaps you've wondered what it will take and how much it will cost to rebuild Ukraine. Researchers from the Center for Economic Policy Research, a network of economists, have been wondering the same thing. As reported by The Economist magazine, they estimate the total cost of rebuilding Ukraine in the range of $220 billion to $540 billion. That's roughly in line with the Ukrainian government's own computations. While damage done to Ukraine to date has been widespread, it has not implicated the entire nation. The Vienna Institute for International Economic Studies, a think tank, estimates that affected regions comprise approximately 29% of Ukrainian output. The World Bank expects that Ukrainian GDP will decline 45% this year. But there is more at stake than simply rebuilding infrastructure, commercial districts, and neighborhoods. The manner by which reconstruction occurs and the reforms that accompany it are perhaps as important as how money is spent. If properly implemented, reconstruction could transform an economy that had been captured by oligarchic interests into something more open and dynamic. There is always reason for hope. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As inflation suppresses spending power, drives up interest rates, and sours consumer confidence, the risk of recession in America rises. America is not alone. Inflation is a global issue, and the risk of recession is rising worldwide. According to the Peterson Institute, global growth will slow to 3.3% this year and next. That compares with 5.8% growth last year as nations reopened after pandemic lockdowns. As reported by Bloomberg, the Institute forecasts 3% growth for the U.S. this year and 2% next. None of that suggests recession, but those are baseline forecasts. Much can go wrong, much already has. Russia's invasion of Ukraine and COVID-19 shutdowns in China and elsewhere have diminished the ability of the global economy to properly function. Oil prices have skyrocketed in Europe and elsewhere. Consumers are beginning to pull back as they encounter the sharpest price increases in four decades. Even before a recent breakout of Omicron in China, there was evidence that the world's second-largest economy was slowing. Perhaps the most significant risk emerges from rising interest rates. America remains the world's largest economy, and its central bank, the Federal Reserve, is set to increase the interest rates it controls numerous times this year to cool the economy and constrain inflation. 
For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As we head into the heart of spring, U.S. home sales are expected to heat up as they often do this time of year. But as noted by writer Nicole Friedman, the highest mortgage rates in more than a decade threaten to substantially cool the pace of sales eventually. That would represent a stark reversal for a housing market that has been red hot for two years. Last year, home sales rose to their highest level since 2006 as the pandemic altered housing priorities and the growing pervasiveness of remote work enabled many to move further from job sites. Absent those behavioral changes and shifts in tastes and preferences, the combination of record high home prices and record low inventory would have pushed many buyers to the sidelines. Instead, demand for home ownership opportunities has been intense over the course of the pandemic, often producing bidding wars for the few homes available for sale. But times have changed. Mortgage rates are hitting 5% for the first time since 2011. They were closer to 3% earlier this year. Those higher mortgage rates are driving up the cost to own a home. And all of this is happening as the spring selling season transpires. According to the National Association of Realtors, approximately 40% of annual home sales typically take place from March through June. For WYPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As indicated by the New York Times, there has recently been a stunning rise in the cost of jet fuel. That has sent airfares soaring. Many industry experts expect them to go even higher over the weeks to come. But for now, travel-starved consumers appear more than willing to pay up. Available data indicate that airlines have been able to pass along some of their additional fuel expenses to consumers. At the beginning of 2022, the average cost of a round-trip domestic flight was $235, according to Hopper, an airfare tracking application. Since then, ticket prices have risen 40% to $330. The company expects another 10% rise in airfares to $360 on average by May's end. At the heart of the rise in prices has been scarcity. In mid-April, the Energy Department indicated that the inventory for East Coast jet fuel stood at 6.5 million barrels. That's the lowest level of available jet fuel since the agency began monitoring such things in 1990. The surge in jet fuel prices not only implicates airfares, but also impacts the already high cost of global shipping. During a recent week, Amazon announced plans to impose its first fuel and inflation surcharge for the sellers whose goods it stores and delivers. Russia's ongoing assault on Ukraine will help keep travel and shipping costs unusually high. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.